Hi, I'm Will McHenry, the Program Associate at Ponars Eurasia. And with us today is Yvonne Carella, a professor at the European University at St. Petersburg. Yvonne, thank you so much for joining us for this Ponars podcast. Are there any instances of successes of civic resistance to state pressure in Russia? Uh, yeah, this is an interesting question. You know, uh, it's difficult in contemporary Russia. Well, there, there were many instances of the protest, and uh, from the surface, you can see that uh, most of the you know, visuals, visual protests were suppressed in one way or another by the state. But if you look deeper, you see that there were uh, actually successes, especially well in 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 in, in several. Um, Fields, I would say, some of the successes, uh, some of the successes of the civil resistance goes not from the political uh, field and people who are recently protested in Volokolamsk got already some initial success and people responsible for for the you know uh, those who, you know those people who uh, protested against this uh, garbage uh, disposal uh, plan there. Uh, not, not, not quite win, but they, uh, their protest led to the resignation of the local uh, chief of the administration, and that was a, uh, one example of the successes. And the other example, which I consider the most important, or from my point of view, is the success of uh, professional solidarity. And uh, I can uh, make a short uh, example about the historians. Uh, you know, historians were the first professional group that uh, felt uh, the governmental pressure because the history was used for propaganda reasons, because the politicians uh, used historical uh, examples for patriotic education. And it always, not always, but in the majority of cases, uh, went uh, bad for, you know, from the professional historian's point of view. It's, it was a limitation to historic historians. Uh, creativity or to historians' inquiry uh, and the uh, Russian uh, variant of the memorial law, the law of the rehabilitation of Nazism, is actually the law which can be applied to a historian who will, uh, who would uh, try to research some of the pages of the Second World history of the Second World War. So historians were the first to feel the pressure, and historians were the first probably to organize to resist. And uh, I can uh, see that some of the well, some of the initiatives uh, from the top, uh, starting with the idea to create a unified history textbook for school, did not come through. Historians just refused to uh, to participate, and it was very heavily criticized within the historical uh, community. And uh, we well, now five years after the initiative was uh, first. Aired, uh, we do not have the unified history textbook, and the uh, leadership of, of, of Russia stopped to, to talk about that, stopped to mention even the idea of the uh, of this uh, type of unified textbook, and this was a, was a minor but very important for from professional point of view victory. And uh, moreover, uh, historians uh, just resisted to cooperate with uh, uh, with the authorities in many propagandistic. Cases, so we see that uh, state uh, decided to rely on the professional, 
professionals in public relations, like the Minister of Education, Medinsky, uh, who tried to, to, to represent this official face of the uh, official face of the historical politics. And Medinsky himself was a target of a historic historic inquiry about his uh, doctoral dissertation, which proved to be uh, well very uh, non non you know non-academic I would say and historians uh, started uh, you know a complaint about his dissertation and complaint came to the very top of the professional community to the uh, all Russian uh, attestation committee and the uh, professional expertise of that committee decided that the, his dissertation should, his uh, degree in history should be revoked. And the only uh, bureaucratic uh, decision of the, of the top of the committee, which was already not professional, uh, decided that he, that Medinsky could keep his degree. But that was uh, actually did, did not change anything because it was like widely uh, widely spread uh, news about his bad quality of his dissertation. So it was a, another example of history of historians. Uh, victory and I, I consider this very important that when people in Russia start to defend their professional identity or their uh, local interest like in Volokolamsk, they actually can uh, win or at least can, their resistance can lead to the real results and this is very important because if you watch just uh, you know Russian propaganda it's, it, you can feel just you know failure after failure but this is just not true. Is the current conflict between Russia and the West the new Cold War? What are the differences between this current situation and the classic Cold War? Oh yes, uh, histo- you know, uh, we heard we we hear in the, from different corners this new Cold War has come and that was, but uh, you know, any, anybody who studied the Cold real Cold War, that Cold War which started in the late forties of the twentieth century. Uh, can uh, find that this is a very different situation. Uh, at that time, the, uh, you know, there were two competing ideals uh, of the globe, like ideal of liberal democracy on the one hand and the ideal of the communist uh, paradise on the other hand. And that was actually quite uh, attractive. Both of the paradigms were quite attractive. So that was a big ideological struggle between different visions of the future and, uh, and that is a major difference from the current situation because uh, now we don't have any competing uh, idea despite the, well the liberal democracy is still there but there is no idea of the communism uh, utopia and neither anything else which is you know which uh, pretend to be the, uh, the difference or like traditional values are not the vision for the future. It's actually when the uh, liberal democratic ideal fights the traditional values. It's not fight fight for the future. It's fight for you know of 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 the vision of the future with actually the forces of the past. It's you know it it, it happened like hundred or two hundred years ago, and it's a different type of struggle. And this is, from my point of view, the major difference. I mean, the, the traditional values are not attractive globally as a vision for the future because, well, traditions are different. And, you know, the tradition of like Russian Orthodox Church are different from the Muslim traditions or from Buddhist tradition. You cannot unite people under this. Yeah. 
And, uh, and of course, there are the differences. Russia, with all of the attempts to, to return a great st status, is just less and weaker economically uh, than the USSR used to be, and especially USSR with a uh, global network of client states or the allies, and Russia does not have this network of client states. So, well, there are a few, but you know, like Abkhazia or you know, no, but it's uh, incomparable to what uh, the Soviet Union was. So when people uh, speak that we now have back in the Cold War, we actually into Cold War in just one dimension in the rhetoric. I mean, the rhetoric of Cold War is back, and people use the uh, formulas, use the uh, words which they, you know, which they memorize from the childhood, from the time of real Cold War. It's something which is here in the discourse, but discursive Cold War, the real Cold War, are two different, two big different uh, things. Do you see any reason for hope? Okay, uh, for I do see <laughs> reasons for hope both in the in Russia and international and for the international relations. Well, probably this hope will not, well, the hope for the future, hope for the best in the future, I would say. Uh, in Russia, well, maybe not tomorrow, not today, but eventually, as a historian, you know, it's good to be a historian, to, to think about, like, you know, by centuries or by long, long, <laughs> yeah, yeah. long terms. If you think about, like, you know, short term, just one presidential uh, term, it's maybe not, not so many reasons to be optimistic but well if you look beyond the uh, beyond the current uh, you know current politician generations we, we, i would say that uh, russia today with all of the all of the um, uh, downgrade downsliding of, of of the achievement of perestroika still russia today uh, internally is better than the soviet union of my childhood in terms of freedoms well, there are different uh, possibilities to compare, but in terms of freedom, well, I am, and, my, and, and anybody in Russia can travel abroad, and uh, people still can speak and write what, whatever they want. Well, somebody be, started to become cautious, but it's still huge difference with what the Soviet Union was, it was a total control of, of the thought of the, of the speech and now we still have. And this is a very important uh, difference. So uh, with all of the backslide of all of this, uh, of today's Putinism, let's say, uh, Russia makes uh, steadily uh, you know, steps forward and I'm more than sure that uh, as soon as uh, we have some change in the, uh, in the regime and we'll eventually will do it, and, uh, eventually. In six years, or you know, or early maybe, maybe a little bit later, but well, within the decade, I'm sure. Uh, as soon as we have a change, uh, Russia will change into right direction because it was a lot of forces inside Russia which are now well quite quite suppressed. Uh, but the forces will that will want to uh, renew Russian society and Russian politics, and this is a uh, reason for my hope internally. And the international relations, well, it's connected to the previous question. Uh, we have a rhetoric of the Cold War, but this is not a real Cold War, and uh, we don't have the real uh, well. I, I do not believe that uh, the Russian leadership wants a real war or, you know, they are not, this is a, just a different world. And I don't believe, of course, that the West wants a real war against Russia. So this is a period of the harsh rhetoric uh, of the return of the 
uh, rhetorical okay, Cold War, but it will, uh, you know, this uh, goes in cycles in our history, history really of the relations between Russia and the West, and the cycle will eventually uh, get back. So it's again, as a historian, I, I, I could say that, well, within, within maybe 10 years, uh, we will have, we will live in a very different world, in a different Russia, in a different uh, international system, and that system will be, uh, well, there will be problems, but there will be not the problems of the Russia versus the West uh, confrontation. It will be a different type of, of the world. Thank you. Fascinating. Ivan, thank you so much for joining thank us on this podcast. Thank you.